you are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you fulfill your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. Today for this podcast, we have uh, several members of our executive team here with us. We have Pastor Lonnie Hilton, our national director. We have Pastor Cello Lozano, our FCFYN national rep. We have Pastor Ernie Beers, who is our national representative. And we have Pastor John Coates, who is a board member, a trusted advisor, an executive team member. And of course, myself, Cookie. And we are talking specifically concerning being a strategic thinker. And I think we have some really great things that we want to share with you uh, that are very specific and will uh, bless your life. And so um, I asked Pastor Sello to start us off with a great story. So we're talking about strategic thinking. And um, I was uh, uh, thinking about a story of uh, the opposite of thinking strategically. And when I was a youth minister, I had this really great sermon illustration that uh, I had prepared for and uh, thought I had put a lot of preparation in. And so um, I was teaching on Elijah, how he called down fire on the, in the, for the prophets and uh, gave the sacrifice. And, and um, as uh, I was giving this illustration, I was, I was really smart and very in, uh, innovative in my thinking. And I decided to have a small uh, little fire that I had put together in our youth room. In our youth room. I, I can pretty much see where this is going. And so everything was really good. The Spirit of God was moving. The lesson was really good. Uh, the anointing was strong. And then when the message was over, um, one of my leaders came up to put the fire out with the uh, fire extinguisher. And then uh, Jesus left, the Holy Ghost left, and pretty much we had to dismiss the, dismiss the entire service because they chose the wrong, or we chose the wrong fire extinguisher. And so we literally just had the youth room filled up with uh, fire extinguisher dust everywhere. And so nobody could, nobody could breathe, nobody could see. So we'd open the windows and literally just uh, uh, had to evacuate the room at that point. And so um, needless to say, um, there was some... Uh, uh, Thinking that didn't go through on the, the that whole aspect. First off, uh, didn't really think through lighting a fire inside of a building was not very smart. <laughs> uh, the second part is uh, not having a way of putting it out. Thinking I had one type of fire extinguisher and didn't really have that fire extinguisher the proper the proper kind that was needed. And so, um, when talking about strategic thinking, um, you really need to think things from the very, very end and work your way back. And, and so, um, but look like was really good. Didn't really look at all the details. And so when you look at, we're talking about the strategic thinking, um, it's kind of a, the, the backside of, of not really thinking things through, but, um, I'm, I'm sure nobody's listening that ever started a fire inside their room. Do not try this at home. Well, to your credit, you you did use uh, certain elements of strategic thinking, but uh, there were a couple of gaps there, and um, I trust that it also proved to be a learning experience for you, too. So when we talk about strategic thinking, one of the things we're going to examine is what do we mean by that? What exactly is strategic thinking? And then is there a scriptural basis for that? Uh, This in uh, certain terms is... uh, It's corporate speak. You know, we hear a lot about this uh, from a corporate side of things. But are we borrowing something? Are we, the church, borrowing something from the world? Or is there really a scriptural basis for strategic thinking? And what kind of skill set or skill sets might be needed 
for us to, uh, to be proficient at thinking strategically. Well, we're going to look at these things, examine them during this podcast, and a few more things I think you'll enjoy as well. So let's think for a moment and define what we mean by strategic thinking. Strategic thinking is really developing strategy. It's all about developing strategy. Strategic thinking is about the future. So strategic thinking is thinking about the future. It, it uh, deals with us giving considerations of the future and bringing them into our present thought and present planning. I've heard it said that strategic thinking is a process that defines the manner in which people think about, assess, view, and create the future for themselves and others. So I think that's a great working definition. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but the bottom line is that strategic thinking is, is really us giving consideration of the future and bringing that into the present. Strategic thinking is, ex- is an extremely effective and valuable tool, not only for us in our ministries or in our work lives, but for our personal application as well. So strategic thinking is something that will help you arrive at decisions that can be related to your work, to your ministry, as well as your personal life. So uh, what does the scripture have to say about strategic thinking? Well, to me, Ernie, talking about strategic thinking there, you were talking about planning and such, but it's never separate from God's leading in your life because as we look at the Word, we find that God is very strategic in His thinking. And my scripture that comes to my heart is Isaiah 46.10 when it said, Declaring the end from the beginning, from ancient times, those things that are not yet done. And uh, as I was sharing this with Cookie today, she said Miles Monroe made it in a different statement. He said, God declared the end, then he went back and he began. And the, the only reason he could begin something because he had strategically had seen it in the future. We see that throughout the word of God. Uh, probably one of my favorite one would be the fact about Moses, how that Moses was trying to do everything, but Yet his father-in-law, believe it or not, father-in-laws do have a little wisdom. Uh, uh, I am one. <laughs> but anyway, how his Jethro came to him and said, Hey, you're going to kill yourself. I'm going to kill and wear out the people. What you need to do is begin to delegate to other individuals, those to be captains over 100, over 10, you know, over 1,000 and such. You know, where that was a plan that was given to Moses is something he may not have had in his heart. But I tell you what, we can all develop this strategic thinking in our life. Uh, But God is very strategic. Even when I was thinking even about Noah, he told Noah, build me this boat. You know, tells me how to build it and everything like this. Now, Noah may not know exactly what was going to happen in the future, but God did. He said, I'm going to clean the slate here. I'm going to have you and your family, and you're going to move into a new, bring new generations up on this earth. But he was thinking all the time. God's always thinking all the time, not only in the Bible time, but in our time too, mm-hmm. a plan. So it's up to us. Many of the plans in the man's heart. But it says the purpose of the Lord shall stand. So it's not my plan. I've got to make sure I find what God's purpose is, and then I plan toward that purpose. Yeah, I mean, God was planning, think about it, all the way from the beginning. He'd been declaring the end, even in the beginning of the garden, when the woman fell, yes. said, you know, your her seed will stomp your head, That's speaking true. to the devil. So yeah. God yeah. was already, yeah. had a plan. And then, you know, we go through the prophets, and I was reminded of uh, Zechariah. Zechariah prophesies about Jesus as your king will come in riding on a colt. Uh, Zechariah prophesies 500 to 550 years before Jesus ever rode on that colt. 
So God was strategically putting things together. Yes, yes. And then when Jesus comes about, he fulfills all of those prophecies. It was God's plan. It was Jesus was fulfilling God's strategy that he had been setting up. And so we see from the beginning all the way to Jesus. And then we go to the end of the book of Revelation. And he's declaring. And we're seeing things today being walked out that were prophesied in the Old Testament, but even in Revelation God is a strategist. He not only declares something, but then he has a way of planning to get us to that end result. And so uh, when we look at God, and I, I love what it says in Genesis, it says we were created in his image. That's right. So God is a strategic thinker, and he created us in his image, so we too could be strategic thinkers. That's right. Yeah, one thing that we just caveat off that is this. We cannot look at strategic thinking and think it's secular. We can't think it's a world process. It's biblical. Mm-hmm. We need to be seeking God for a strategy to fulfill his purpose and plan. Absolutely. You know, I think it's very clear from, from what you've shared. And, and as we think about other examples in Scripture, it, it is extremely clear to us that God is a strategic thinker. And because we are made like him, uh, we want to be godlike in every way, mm-hmm. and one of the ways yes. in which we can be godlike is to develop strategic thinking in our lives. So, strategic thinking really requires a certain set of skills or qualities, and we're going to take a few minutes now and examine six key characteristics of strategic thinking. And the first one we're going to look at is um, a characteristic that says to seek to listen to others and foster collective wisdom. When I do look at Scripture, I'm thinking about this, to seek to listen to others. In Galatians, Paul is writing to the Galatians, and he's referencing the vision that he had from God about him being called to be an apostle uh, to the Gentiles. Well, he goes on to explain what happened. He didn't just receive this vision and go out and do it. It says that he went back to the elders. He went back to Jerusalem and he sat down with Peter and with James and he told them of this this heavenly vision that he had seen and he listened to them. And it says after they listened to one another, it says then they appointed him and was able to send him out as knowing that God had called them. And so when I look at that New Testament, I've always thought about how Paul, he had a revelation from God. He was t- he said caught up to the third heaven. We don't know if he saw God face to face, if it was just an open vision. We just know it was a Mm -hmm. heavenly vision. Mm -hmm. Yet he didn't just run off and start doing it. To be strategic, he understood that I'm going to need other voices in my life. Then Barnabas takes uh, Paul and they work together. And so when I look at that and I look at Paul's life, you know, you, we always see that he was seeking to listen, even with this heavenly vision. Later on, we find him, you know, the Jews are coming from Jerusalem and they're being teaching the Gentiles that they should be circumcised, that they should follow Jewish customs. And so instead of Paul flying off the hand, again, he goes back to Jerusalem and he begins to t- tell the 12 about what's going on. And so he demonstrates seeking to listen. And I think all of us, regardless of where we are and the vision that we even feel like God has given to us, whether it's for our family, our finances, even our church, even our friendships, we must realize that if we're going to have a good strategy, we're going to have to, number one, obviously listen to God, but we've got to be willing to listen to the voices God has put in our life, pastors and other teachers, but even covenant friendships that he's placed in our life. And when we do that, we develop that characteristic 
I believe that we're able to have strategic thinking in our lives. That's good. And, you know, in the midst of that, we can become comfortable in the way we do things. And so to me, one of the characteristics is being able to embrace change, mm-hmm. being willing to do things, what God tells you to do, even though it may be the first time he told anybody else to do it. It lines up the word of God. It gives glory to the Lord. It has peace in your heart. And you say, I know that's God. I know that's God. But to embrace change and think outside the box, the scripture tells us back in uh, Isaiah 43 says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I knew it, do a new thing. In other words, when we're looking to our future, we cannot just live by past experiences, good or bad. Mm. I should not try to duplicate what God did at one time. It might have been great, might have been anointed, but I have to be willing to change, Mm. to do something different, get outside that rut. So when I believe in this scripture here, and what God always seems to put in my heart is, don't depend on the past to determine future. Listen to a fresh word now, because mm-hmm. I may want to be doing something new, and you'll miss it if you're not open. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Another characteristic of a strategic thinker is that a strategic thinker is someone who's a lifelong learner. That's good. We never get to the point where we feel like we know it all, we've heard it all, been there, done that. Once we get to that place, we develop what we might characterize as an unteachable spirit. Mm. And, uh, you know, that, that really is a, a dangerous place to live when we, we feel like we're no longer open to uh, insights from others or wisdom that God may want to bring us through various sources. You know, I think another, another issue with this uh, deals with the idea that if, we, if we're accustomed to doing something uh, and we've become proficient at it through time, there's the tendency to want to just rely on our history with that, you know, just our past experience. You know, I've always done it this way. It seemed to work okay. I'm going to keep doing it this way. When in fact, there may be uh, new approaches to take. There may be new ways to think about doing it. We may be more effective or we may be more efficient in exploring a, a new or a different way to approach it. Uh, that's part of being a lifelong learner, that we never get to the place where we settle in. We feel like this is okay. I can just sort of coast where I am, but it's the idea of moving forward. You know, the, the Bible does talk about us going from faith to faith, from glory to glory, you know, not staying in the same place, mm. but moving forward. Mm. I believe that's God's desire for us. And as we develop this quality of being a lifelong learner, it'll go a long way toward enabling us to be a good, solid, strategic thinker. Amen. That's excellent. I was thinking about how all of these characteristics that we're listing kind of rest upon each other or dovetail together with each other because characteristics that we're listing here all come from a similar place and that's the soul mm-hmm. because you know you can have a right heart and a hard head you know uh, yeah. <laughs> you want what God wants but you can't get past your processes yeah. or your thinking and you can block off strategies and plans and ideas that God would have for that's you. Good. Um, and so a, a characteristic that I think is really important here is being open-minded. Mm. And that's a decision. Mm-hmm. That's an absolute intentional decision right. to say, I'm not going to close off. I'm not going to be hard-headed. I am going to stay open and let God use whatever voice or means he wants to use yes. to get me to see something differently, mm. to be more intentional and strategic yeah. about what he's called me to do. And included with that become, comes along 
this process of being emotionally secure. Mm. You know, just like Pastor John was talking about Paul having to be open and seeking after Mm -hmm. other voices and weigh that in with what he had already heard from heaven and moving forward with those things to fulfill the will of God, you know, it takes an emotionally secure person to do that. That's right. You know, one thing that we adopted um, when we were pastoring was um, the Monday after Sunday, we sat down and we went through the service and we talked about, Mm -hmm. Pastor John can tell you this, we would talk about what went well, what went wrong, who said something they shouldn't have and how do we correct it and, and move forward. And, you know, if you're not open-minded and emotionally secure, all that's going to do is make you aware of all your failures. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I should have done this. Oh, I can't believe it. And and somebody else on your team pointing it out to you, you know, I mean, that, you know, could Mm -hmm. be somewhat humiliating if you're not emotionally secure. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if you're emotionally secure and realizing this isn't about me, this is about God's purposes, Mm -hmm. and I'm submitted to Him. I'm being open-minded and recognizing the gifts that God has placed on my staff or on my team to be able to minister the Word of God, the will of God to the people He's called us to, no matter what that looks like, whether it's a work situation, whether it's your family, or whether it is your ministry that you're leading, whatever environment that is, it takes open-mindedness and emotional security to be able to be effective in it. Yeah, Amen. yeah I think I think when you when you have those uh, those voices, you allow those the the, the people in your life um, to speak to speak into your life and to help you problem solve and to think things out. I think one of the things that we do as adults a lot of times is we negate uh, the younger generation, and so um, we have to be able to be flexible um, in our thinking. We have to be flexible in the people that we allow to have input. Um, you know, it tells us. It tells us in Acts. It says. In, it says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your own men will dream dreams. And it says in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and, and even on the servants and the men and women alike, will, they will prophesy. See, we know that the young people are going to see visions, but we don't. A lot of times, want to. We, we as leaders and as parents and as adults, we don't want to allow those younger people to share the vision that they have. And a lot of times. What they're seeing is an as a perspective or an avenue that we're not seeing, yeah. and so sometimes when we're not willing to be flexible and allow them to have input in into what we're trying to achieve, we can we can usually find ourselves taking the long road, the hard way, when they can see something that we're not even really looking at. So flexibility is as real key in 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 strategic thinking because you have to allow, uh, as Miss Cookie says, you have to allow. Um, people to be able to share things and be secure mm-hmm. you know when you're there in 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 your uh, emotionally be secure emotionally but then at the same time allowing someone younger or even anyone else to have that input in your life requires humility mm-hmm. you have to you have to humble yourself and allow them to give that input mm-hmm. um because it's like like uh with Moses, you know, Jethro comes in and gives his uh, gives him advice, and he could. Mm-hmm. That was that was Moses being humble and allowing mm-hmm. him to right. to speak into mm-hmm. the situation that was going on because he didn't have anything sure. going on right. with mm-hmm. with what Moses was doing. Yeah. He was he was an outsider. Sometimes I think just understanding that what it means to be humble um, is a, is a key part of 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 thinking strategically. Yeah, that's good. 
You know, one of the things, when we talk about humility, one of the things that has come to my attention recently on a personal level is uh, the public speaking and delivery and preaching and so forth. You know, having done this for many years and and uh, recognizing that uh, the you who are listening, you you know, you're involved in this as well. You've done this many, many times over many years. You have a lot of experience in this. And we get accustomed to certain speaking habits or certain things that we do. And it can be, uh, it can be a humbling experience to go back and to listen to, rec- listen to a recording of yourself. Mm. That's and torture. In, yes. and, in, and in so doing, with, with, the, with the purpose of having a, a, a strategic yes. uh, thought, a strategic plan in mind. For example, you know, are there, recognizing that there are certain patterns that we have that may be distracting or less than optimal. You know, are these things that I can change? Are they detracting from the main content of, of what the Lord wants to share through me? How can I deliver this better? In, in what ways can I prepare better in order to be more, a more effective communicator? So just using that as an example, you know, that's a way that, uh, that, that we experience humility in our lives. Not humiliation, but humility, right. recognizing that, that we don't have it all. We don't know it all. We're, yes. we're not there yet. But we can allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives to bring us to places that we have yet to go. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was just looking at all the the ones that we just mentioned um, on that, being able to seek to listen, uh, being flexible, being a lifelong learner, open-minded, being secure emotionally, um, thinking outside the box. And, you know, you think about all those things take humility to actually do. You know, the scripture tells us, it says that, you know, he who lifts himself up will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be lifted up. And I just thinking about, you know, the tithe and how the tithe is so easy. You know, I remember when I got my first paycheck, it was like, look what I did. Yeah. And it's so easy. But what was God's command? Don't forget when you go into this land that I'm I'm giving you, you don't forget that it is I who empowers you to prosper. And so tithing, it's, it's a way of humbling us. Why? So God can lift us up. Yes. Strategic thinking, it might humble us, it might hurt, but the outcome is it will lift us up. Vision yeah, will man. always propel provision. And so every aspect of strategic thinking, I can just see humility weaved in, in and out of them. Absolutely. Well, now we know what strategic thinking is. We recognize its value. We've identified six key characteristics of strategic thinkers. So what's our, our next step? What, what should we do now that we've heard this? How can we apply it to our lives? Well, I think we should take practical steps now. And uh, I think the first thing that should be done is to be honest with ourselves. And I mean really honest with ourselves. Not sugarcoat it in any way or try to look through a certain filter or lens of how we see ourselves but honestly look at ourselves in reality and identify what's already operating in you of these six characteristics. Because all of us have to have some of them already operating or we wouldn't be in positions of leadership in some capacity. So there's some of these things that are already operating in you. List those. Write those down. Because you need to celebrate those. Mm -hmm. That I've I've already got these characteristics operating Mm -hmm. in me. God's already helped me with this. And I'm thankful for that. But then you also have to look at what's not. Of these six that we've listed, and we know there's a lot more, but of these six that we've listed to you tonight, I think you should sit down and go, okay, if, this, if I've got this written down here, these are not operating in my life, 
then maybe I would suggest that we intentionally write down some questions mm. concerning those areas. Why aren't they operating? Mm -hmm. What are my inhibitors? Or find out whatever the questions are. Figure out what you want to know, why they're not operating in your life, and make that list. Yes. And I think possible ways that you could begin to develop them would be the next step. And the cool thing about that is that next month on our podcast, we're going to talk about how to develop these characteristics. And then the following month will be how to implement those mm. and map out your ministry. Mm -hmm. And so I think we've got some really great thought processes here that we're counting as seed. By no means is this everything there is to know about strategic thinking. Mm -hmm. right. This is foundational yes. seed sown yeah. into your life that we're trusting the Holy Spirit to inspire you to bring yes. to light yes. yeah. areas that can sharpen you. The whole point of these podcasts are to sharpen one another, yes. to help each other grow, to inspire one mm, another, yes. encourage one another, equip one another to be the best leader God's Amen. positioned us to be in this organization. And so um, I just, those three things I highly recommend. Let's identify what we've already got going on. Yes. And then let's write out where are we maybe not measuring up, stepping up to the mark. And then what are some potential questions you can ask yourself mm. or ideas of how you could actually develop those things and then when we get together next month we'll be able to bring more light to it you have been listening to the fcf leadership podcast where our focus is to help you fulfill your destiny as a leader for more information visit our website at fcf.org thank you for joining us today